3: Hello and welcome. It's hour two of the podcast. You already knew that. Thank you for picking number two on the podcast. And this is all about football at the beginning. Dak Prescott planning to be a forever Dallas Cowboy. Is that based in reality? We also have a mini Maler monologue rant style about LeBron Bias. And one of the members of the LeBron James Marching and Uncharted Society. And Laker honk in the media has now admitted, gone on the record, that they're in the tank for LeBron and the Lakers. We will examine that, and I'll give you the evidence. Got some other surprises along the way also this hour, the third degree. Hour two of the podcast. Here it is. Breaking the silence. Welcome in the beginning of another hour. It's the Ben Maller Show. We are in the air everywhere the vast and ever expanding Fox Sports Radio empire, coast to coast, border to border, but we're live and local in your eardrums. That's right, in your eardrums. So, this hour, talk a little football with no exhibition games to break down because of the year 2020. We only have words to parse, and it was a very active day at the Dallas Cowboys camp. Jerry Jones. He had gone 109 days without talking to the media. Now, Jerry Jones stole the playbook from Al Davis on how to get publicity as an owner of an NFL team. Al Davis created the playbook, and uh, Jerry Jones stole it and then added his own chapters to it. So he spoke and he talked about the fact that the Cowboys planned on having fans at every game, and people were losing their marbles, Uh, some of the sports writers that wanted everything Shut down. We're getting upset by that. How could you do that? Oh, my God. Uh, and uh, and Jerry also talked about the, the national anthem. That upset people. Whatever Jerry Jones says upset people. But I was more interested by Dak Prescott. He had not spoken on the record, the Cowboy quarterback. That's my quarterback, uh, Dak Prescott. And, and he had not talked since his contract squabble. And so in uh, Jerry's language, uh, you would say we're going to, going kind to of dissect the mosquito is what we're going to do. So I, I don't know if you heard what he said or not. Maybe he didn't. Dak, he had a lot to say. He addressed the media from uh, training camp. Uh, of course, that where else would he talk to the media? He discussed his contract situation for the first time because he hadn't talked. And he started out by saying, this: just imagine I'm Dak Prescott. Uh, he said that business is business. Oh, we have it. All right, here, let's let rather than me pretend to be Dak Prescott. Here is Dak Prescott addressing his situation in the offseason and what's coming ahead for him as the Cowboy quarterback. I'm excited as hell to be a Dallas Cowboy. Uh, I've
2: been a fan of this organization. and been a fan of this program for, for years. Uh, I love every bit of um, the opportunity and the platform that I get to be the quarterback here. No frustration as far as that. Uh, once again, I believe something will get done. And with my hopes, I believe I'll be a Dallas Cowboy uh, for the rest of my career. So
3: There you go. I believe, I believe I will be a Dallas Cowboy for the rest of my career. <laughs> so to uh, recap, now Dak said in the full soundbite, he said, I'm living in the moment, he's excited, he said, loves the Cowboys, believes, as you heard there, he'll be with the team uh, the rest of his career. So let us discuss the question. All right. That's what he says. A Belief is not a fact, right? You believe things. You don't know for sure whether they're true or not. You hope they're true, but you don't know whether they're true or not. So do you believe that Dak Prescott will be a forever Cowboy quarterback? All right, so I am going to veto this, all right? I am going to, yes, I'm going to veto this. Now, I realize the Cowboys have had forever quarterbacks more than other teams. Tony Romo. Uh, Once he arrived in the scene in Dallas, he didn't go play for another team once he left the Dallas Cowboys. Once he became the Cowboys quarterback, he stayed there and didn't go anywhere else. And Troy Aikman uh, before. But in in between, there were guys that came and and went and things like that. So, But I'm going to veto this. Now, my observation is you've got Bob Ross, happy place, and the ice cream cart. And we will put all of these things together, and we are going to make a pot roast is what we're going to make. Now, number one. Number one. So Dak Prescott is a by-the-book guy with the media. He's an android uh, in these news conferences. Prescott, he knows how to finesse. He's like a pitcher putting movement on a curveball and throwing a slider. Uh, he knows how to put a finesse out there, of a buffet of malarkey, if you will, to the assembled media. And he uses buzzwords and catchphrases. He mixes them together in a nice little portrait, and uh, but, but he's like the puppeteer, right? Those lovable and gullible Cowboy fanboys in the press corps. There are many of them. They eat this stuff up. Very few engage in any critical thinking. It's a captive audience. And these guys, most of them believe everything they're told. Why would he lie to me? Why would he make it up? Listen, Dak gets up at the dais when he speaks to the assembled Dallas Cowboy meeting. He gives us a, a lecture, and Dak Prescott is like Bob Ross painting a landscape mosaic on PBS, right? That's essentially, right? He's like, there are no mistakes, right? No mistakes. Uh, and, and those the media uh, bozos are so detached from reality, many of them, that they sit there mesmerized. It's the Svengali effect uh, that's in play. Now, the second thing here, let's get to the meat of the matter here. We are not saying that Dak Prescott is wrong, that he thinks he's going to be the Cowboy quarterback forever. He's not, but he's thirsty. Just admit it. You're thirsty for every dollar. Don't sit here and pretend like your sole focus is to only play for the Cowboys. That's not true. Nobody would say that's true. It's disingenuous. Dak Prescott is not locked in on making a compromise to play in Dallas. What's my evidence? Let's go to it. In the offseason, Multiple insider reports that Dak Prescott was offered an annual contract, about $34 million a year. That included $110 million in guaranteed money, which is actually way too much for Dak Prescott. $110 million guaranteed. You've won the Texas lottery. He declined. Does he realize he's not anywhere close? He can't even sniff the jockstrap of Patrick Mahomes. Does he understand that? Apparently not. That was not big enough, though. $110 million did not reach his his happy place. Uh, so I, I got no empathy for this situation. The reality is Dak's making a lot of money right now, and he'll make more money in the long run. If you look at the long game, by being the franchise quarterback, this is a financial blessing. This is a mitzvah. $31.4 million guaranteed American currency, dead presidents, this year. Right? This year from the Cowboys. Uh, And and now if you're looking at the the big picture, right, you look at the big picture, Dak Prescott plays this season, continues to be a marginal quarterback against the better opponents, and then Dallas will be in the same pickle. Again, they'll have to decide, do you want to give Dak Prescott the franchise tag again? And they'll do the mating dance, and they'll have some nice meals because the apocalypse will be over by then. But Jerry Jones, to his credit, most likely because he was on a yacht somewhere in the south of France and he was away from everyone, but he didn't cave in. There was a game of chicken, and Jerry Jones did not cave in. Now, neither did Dak Prescott, for that matter, but good job by Jerry Jones. The facts are the facts, and the fact is that against the top competition, Dak Prescott is a middle-of-the-bell-curve type of quarterback. Certainly, he dominated against the – Horrifically bad dumpster fire teams in the NFL, but against the better opponents, he was he was not up to snuff. He wasn't, and you don't give unexceptional players mega contracts, or you then become the punchline. You are the laughing stock of football. All right, my examples for reference: Ask the Rams. They gave Jared Goff. The big money. Everyone's goofing on them. The Philadelphia Eagles with Carson Wentz who can't get out of his own shadow because the guy's always chasing the boogeyman. And that's another example. And there's others. Final point. Outside of Dak Prescott making a deal with the devil and having a marked transformation, it is more likely than not that this is going to be his swan song in Dallas Now, th- there are some variables here that are in play, and we don't know how Mike McCarthy is going to do. And if you read some of these stories here that come right out of the Cowboy PR department, man, Mike McCarthy. I did not realize the Green Bay Packers got rid of the young Vince Lombardi. I had no idea, but apparently they did. I, I never thought of McCarthy as an offensive pioneer and an innovator in Green Bay. I must not have been watching the Packer game's close enough here because you read some of these glowing stories here, these testimonials. Man, unbelievable. Uh, I, when I watched the Packers play, Mike McCarthy was working as an, uh, a guy at the ice cream cart serving only vanilla ice cream. Uh, uh, that was it. Didn't excite me. Didn't Nothing pioneering about that. Now, as far as Dak is concerned, should he catch lightning in a bottle against the better teams, then we can obviously re- revisit this. But... He's been around a long time. The zebra doesn't change the stripes, as the old line goes. You don't hold your breath. Dak Prescott, if you look at this, again, sporadically cringeworthy. He plays pretty well against bad teams, but against the better teams, he's a powder puff football all-star against the better teams. Now, the silver lining for the Cowboys is that I am convinced they have everything they need here where Dak Prescott, should he go somewhere else, or should he get hurt? The Cowboys will be okay. They have the infrastructure, good bones, as they say, in real estate. A house has good bones, like elite offense of line. They've got that. They've got the running game. They've got up, they've upgraded the receivers there, the skill players, and even a guy like Andy Dalton, a, a dead fish. Andy Dalton under center, and they'd move the offense. And you know, listen, Dak Prescott. If the Cowboys do not franchise t- tag him again and there's no guarantee after the season, then he'll, he'll be of interest to the Raiders or the Chicago Bears or somewhere like that. And he'll get exposed. He'll go there and he'll get exposed. And then he'll, people say, wow, what were they thinking? Uh, what were they thinking? I can't figure it out. All right, it is the Ben Maller show on Fox as we press on. Uh, now, I, I wanted to go back to the NBA for a second. Because some of you, when I do these monologues and I point out how nauseating the the, the Laker bias in the media, the LeBron James bias in the media is, uh, every once in a while, I'll, I'll bring that up. And somebody will send me a message and say, well, it's not true. There's no evidence. The media, they're not in the tank for the Lakers. They're not in the tank for LeBron James. Every once in a while, somebody slips up in the media and admits it. Every once in a while, they admit it. Now this is a little close to home because I've known this person for a long time, and uh, she's not a friend, but she's someone that I've, uh, you know, I've had a, a good relationship in the media business over the years. Uh, Ramona Shelburne of ESPN, who's it was admitted she listens to the show. So, but I, I can't, you know, I got to be fair here, I got to be honest. I mean, what is she doing? She's an MVP voter, Ramona Shelburne. Uh, she used to be a writer. I knew her when she worked at the LA Daily News years ago as a columnist and a writer, and now she's uh, she's been at ESPN for a number of years. But she admitted in the last couple of days here that she voted for LeBron James in the MVP. Now, keep in mind that Giannis Adentacumbo has statistically won every single, almost every single head-to-head stat with LeBron James. Giannis is better. Giannis does not have another top five player around him. Anthony Davis has actually been better than LeBron this season with the Lakers. So, Giannis has better stats. He's on a better team. The Bucs have a better record than the Lakers. And he's got no, not no help. The Bucs have good players. They just don't have a player like Anthony Davis on the team. So, uh, Ramona Shelburne, who's obviously in the tank with the Lakers, and she's in the tank with LeBron, she said that she voted for LeBron to win the MVP. Check this out. Because she said she's, quote, more of a narrative-based voter. And so it was a better story if LeBron wins the MVP because of his age and, and and all that and the the Lakers were in a in a dark place. So she's many like LeBron doesn't really deserve the MVP, but you know, it's a better story and you know, she's tight with the Laker people and <laughs> all it's just you just can't make the stuff up. You, you cannot make this kind of stuff up. Now, I, I would like to think there's not a bunch of uh, morons uh, in the basketball media. It seems like there are a lot, but there'll be enough that will still vote for Giannis, even though Giannis has shown kryptonite here recently with the fact that people can get into his head and he snaps and he headbutts you or wants to rip your head off and gets, gets um, thrown down and pushed away by officials and all that stuff. But it's... It's crazy. when you say, "Hey, I understand that Giannis had a better season, but you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna vote for LeBron James." Essentially saying, "I like LeBron. I'm more of a LeBron fan, so I'm gonna vote for LeBron James." This is why you hate the Lakers. This is why America hates the Lakers. This is why America hates LeBron James. Well, that and he loves China. That as well. Uh, all right, it is the Ben Maller Show. As we press on, we'll take your phone calls here at eight seven seven. 99 on Fox, 877-996-6369. So you're never supposed to believe the Internet. You're never supposed to believe the Internet. A reminder of that, we'll get to it, and we will do it next.
1: Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weekdays at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio
0: and the iHeartRadio app. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. (laughs)
3: the right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full lineup of Redistine tires. Shipped fast and free to a recommended installer near you or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. It doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com sports to see their Redistine test results Tire ratings and consumer reviews, and be sure to check out all the current special offers. Great tires and a great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash sports tire The way tire buying
1: should be. I'm Katya Adler, host of the Global Story. Over the last twenty-five years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Terms and conditions apply There
4: is nothing more powerful Than the unified voice of the Mallor Militia, get the most out of the Ben Maller show By following your host on Twitter He's at Ben Maller, And you can tweet at and follow our Executive producer, he is Manning the phones, he is the liar liar And the menace of the Fox Sports Radio Network He is the Coupe de loop Justin Cooper, and he's at UH Bronco Fan Sexy super. Now, live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios, it's Ben Maller. I can't trust the internet. We'll
3: get to that coming up in a couple of minutes for you. Let's see, us see. Ask Ben. I'll be next hour, later this hour, for your amazing, amazing radio listening. We'll have. Mallory third degree. Let's go to the phones right now. People want to speak. Big Daddy. We haven't heard from Big Daddy in some time in Memphis, but he is checking in right now. Hello, Big Daddy. What's up, what's up, what's up? Where you been, Big Daddy? You
5: haven't checked in, <laughs> in, in <the> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just been right here working, man. Working. Look, I thought finally called in last night, but I didn't get a chance to, man, because uh, I'm trying to figure out who's trying to go out to get a get a shot of uh, animatronic and that and that
3: virus out there when you talking about old oh, boy I got caught oh you talking, talking about the, the guy, guy from the the, the, the the guy from the you talking about the guy from the cardinals
5: yeah yeah man yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah 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 he,
3: he flew uh, a yeah. flew, flew a young lady in there and she she documented yeah. the whole thing i mean big daddy you got to tell yeah. these uh, ladies on instagram if you're going to get flown into town you cannot be following uh, you can't be live Posting what's going on. That's a bad job by them. I'm, I'm,
5: like, well, I'm trying to figure out, man, all these money, you guys, you picking women by random. You just can't get nobody that, that you know and keep with you. You ain't gotta worry about doing all that old stuff, man. Now it, big, daddy, big daddy, big right? daddy
3: though, you gotta understand when these these pro athletes, they're they're women, they're like hawks, man. They're all over these guys. It's like shooting fish in a barrel for these ball these ballplayers. I mean, you can't go wrong with that.
5: It's just like the dope boy down here. I already know it. They riding these fancy cars. Girls want to get with them. They get what they want. They drop it like it's
3: hot. Drop
5: it like that's it's, it's hot. That's it. It. That's it.
3: It. There you go. They got drop <laughs> it like it's hot. <laughs> they get all like... away
5: from it, man. Look, man. I don't know what's going on with that, man. But he needs to just go ahead on and just don't do what he got to do. Because if he don't win no games, not going. They're not going to franchise him again. <laughs> you got to let him go, man. Let him go. What's wrong with the Grizzlies? We, I, I, that's the only game we can win. That's, in other words, what trying to tell me? That's the only trip you just want to take a trip to Florida. You ain't want but one game.
3: Look at you, big! You're all over the place, Big Daddy. You're here, there. You're
5: in the air, everywhere. You're Big Daddy. <laughs> we need legend. to win something. You got to win. You play. Ryan. You play to win the game. <laughs> <laughs> you play to win the game. All I know is Mess Around Carmelo gonna mess around again. I'm getting a championship going out in style.
3: <laughs> yeah. Stop! Well, stop with that. It's, 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 let's not get crazy. Uh, it, uh, Carmelo's uh, got.
5: Them... Yeah. Well, yeah, Damon might not do nothing. He talking about he want to bring him a piece in. He better watch out. If All I right. won't bring a piece in the bubble, <laughs> I got
3: you. Uh, so do I. All right, thank All you. Right, All right, there you go. This is uh, Big Daddy, our friend Big Daddy checking in. Yeah, hey, Carmelo's along for the ride here. I mean, this is the this is the Lillard CJ McCollum Express, and he's got a seat in the caboose, uh, Carmelo. He's back in the caboose. Let's go to Ed, who's in Spokane. Hello,
5: Ed. Hey Ben, what's going on? I think. I'm yeah. oh, sorry about that. That was speakerphone. I think um, <laughs> Carmelo Anthony and uh, LeBron James could go the Weight Watchers together to lose some weight. And Zion Williamson. Oh, boy.
3: Ed, you're having a good night tonight, aren't you, Ed? It's all right. Yeah, what, what, what kind of what kind of we're partying a little bit? What are we doing to party tonight, Ed? What are you, Ed and Christine.
5: We're drinking girly drinks. Uh, Lemonade, Silt- oh. <laughs> and and
3: like a case of those lemonades, those hard lemonades. Yeah.
5: Yeah. Yo. Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh yeah,
2: baby. All right. <laughs> wow. Wow. <laughs>
5: okay. What do you want to ask you about sports? Yeah. This is great. It's a call yes, a radio sports, show. Not Hi, Chris. Yes. Hey. Oh,
3: can I help you?
0: <laughs> Your trip's coming up. We have less than 100 days. If anyone would like to meet us, yes, we're weird, but we like to drink. Well,
3: that's, a, that's, a, that's a great sales pitch. We're, <laughs> we're, we're weird, but we like to drink. So why <laughs> and we not? We love
5: this show. We and love you the show. Too. You do love we the could, show. We can unite over our love for the show. Yeah, that's
3: right. You do love the show. You've gone above and beyond the Call of Duty with the bullhorn. And we will bring
0: been- signs as we travel and stop in random places and take pictures to promote.
3: That is true. They have done that. Will they, do and that. Uh, Ed, Ed's a, a beast on that bullhorn, and it's uh, you yeah, as well. Yeah, we're going to bring there. it. Yeah. All right. All right. We'll go. That's go. Go back. Be a little
0: hard on the plane, but we're going to yeah. do it.
3: You got the lemonade <laughs> over there. I got Yeah, Man. thank you. Okay. Yes. Man. Right, it's Ed. If you missed it, if you're listening in Seattle or anywhere in the Pacific Northwest, bad job by you, but Ed in Spokane, Christina, they were there. We had the Mallor Man March, Jay Scoop, a lot of the legendary callers from Seattle, that area came out, hung out with us. We had a wonderful time. And then uh it was in the uh, very end. It was in December just days before January 1st when the uh the world went to hell uh, after that. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Fats from Philly says, when did you learn how to understand Jive? He says, I had no idea what Big Daddy was saying. <laughs> <laughs> I love Big Daddy. I understood a few things that he said. I didn't understand most of what he said, to be honest with you. But I, I, a few of the things I kind of picked up on it. I picked up on it. Although I think one of the things I was saying, I, I think we, we were having like my theory is we were having two different conversations. Like because he was saying something and then I would respond. I I thought I was responding to the right point, and then it's possible that I was not doing that, and it backfired. It
5: approach, a slick a great matter back lot performers down. I take TCB in, man. <laughs> All
3: right. So never believe the internet.
2: <laughs> uh, <laughs>
3: I'm glad Big Daddy called up again. I like that guy. That guy's a character. Big Daddy, good for the show. We need we need guys like that. So, you know, it's been a little bit of No, Ben Franklin's got an it. issue. He couldn't walk
1: to the station yesterday, so I tried to give him a ride on my roof. <laughs>
4: <laughs> Can you imagine those two having a conversation? Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh,
3: boy! Oh boy! Open bar. It's open bar night here. The ta- free drinks, free drinks. Everyone, come one, come all. Under the big top. It's a three-ring circus. Uh, so there was a story out. I think it was Sports Illustrated had it, and it then got picked up. It was, it was bouncing around. The story was that the 49ers were about to announce a six-year contract extension for George Kittle, the tied in. They're going to give him. Almost $95 million. I think the number was $47 million guaranteed or something like that. I believe that was the story. And so this started bouncing around the echo chamber. It's like a pinball machine. It bounces all over there. And people started picking it up and reporting this fact. And then uh, George Kittle himself attempted to shoot down the report that he was about to sign with the Niners on a six-year extension, saying, you all believe everything you read on the Internet, huh? And then he threw an emoji face out there, a sad emoji face. Uh, and that was that was from uh, George Kittle, which is not exact. I want to point out, first of all, no contract was announced, but it's he didn't deny. He just said, y'all believe everything, which uh, the 49ers have been engaging in contract talks with Kittle, training camp. They want to get the stuff done before the regular season starts and all that. So, I still think there's a good chance, based on past examples, that this contract gets done. It's just not its not done now. Not all the T's have been crossed and all the I's dotted, but Kittle shooting down. Do not believe what you read on the internet. You people, you all believe everything you read on the damn internet. Well, yeah, everyone does. There you go. The uh, supposed contract extension. Apparently not perfect the way it had been. Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller
1: Show weekdays at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific.
4: I don't know if you find this interesting, Ben, but from the world of college football, uh, a war of words and maybe a stare down, a showdown between Big Ten Commissioner Kevin Warren and those Cornhuskers from Nebraska. Of course, their head coach, Scott Frost, uh, made some news after the Big Ten announced they weren't playing football, and he basically said, well, they might not play, but we're still looking to play. Well, Kevin Warren was specifically asked about Nebraska And he said, no, uh, they are not going to be playing uh, this fall, not if they're going to be a member of the Big Ten Conference. Uh, Nebraska then released a statement. Uh, It was signed by their chancellor, Ronnie Green, President Ted Carter, Athletic Director Bill Moose, and Head Football Coach Scott Frost, saying, we are very disappointed in the decision by the Big Ten Conference to postpone fall football. We have been and continue to be ready to play. I would love All to right. see Nebraska go back to the Big Twelve where yeah, they belong yeah. anyway.
3: Well, yeah, uh, the, financially they would take a little bit of a hit, but screw the Big Ten. Listen, you Nebraska, why don't you leave? And why do I say, I agree. You, I just they don't belong yeah. in the
4: Big Ten anyway. I just,
3: yeah, it, it, it's uh, just you know, the, the Big Ten's full of crap because Ohio State. I, I guess the, the some of those officials have said they're not going to. Some of the big shots that said they're not going to try to play. But is the what is the Big Ten going to do? Kick Ohio State out of the Big Ten if they say we want to play football and we want to play ACC and SEC teams this year? And screw you. Are they going to say, "Oh no, we're not going to have Ohio State," which is the glamour team, the one glamour team? Right? Michigan hasn't been a glamour team recently. It has been Ohio State in for many years in the Big Ten that has dominated, and they're they're, if, they, they're the ones that have the muscle. Like, yeah, Nebraska hasn't done anything. They, they pooped their pants there in the Big Ten uh, since they've gone to that conference. But Ohio State, if some of these teams get together, but mainly Ohio State, that's the one. The Big Ten commissioner can be all tough against a team like Nebraska or a school like Nebraska. He's not going to do that against Ohio State.
4: We'll keep an eye on it. I'd love to see that. I doubt it'll happen, though, but I'd love to see that.
3: Yeah. Well, just not a lot of alpha males. You know, a lot of these guys have balls and all that stuff. And, you know, challenge it. Put it to court. Go to a court. And let the court decide. I don't know those contracts. I have no idea, but... You know, I love these the the media though that are like, you know, trashing Nebraska. It's easy to trash Nebraska, but then if Ohio State were to come out and they'd be like, oh no, Ohio State, they they should be able to do what they want, but Nebraska can't do what they want. All right, it is the Ben Maller Show as we press on and continue to filibuster. So the NFL, the slow lead up, the slow walk up to the beginning of the NFL season. And this being 2020, it's all about the corona and the testing and all that, and the story came out, which I, I guess this is not good news for those that are really hoping for the worst of the worst here in the NFL. The the NFL announced the uh, doctor, the NFL chief medical officer, how much does that job pay? If you're the NFL's chief medical officer, how much do you get? Is that like a $300,000 a year job? Is that a million? That's not a million dollars. How much do you get? I don't know. I'm not the NFL's chief medical officer. But the person that is commenting during a conference call with reporters about the positivity rate in the NFL and those that say, I have to have a bubble. We need the bubble. We can't have our sports without the bubble. Uh, Well, the NFL doesn't have a bubble. And uh, they have a positive coronavirus rate of under 1%. Under 1%. 1%. 1%. That is well below the threshold set over the summer to avoid outbreaks at team facilities. So they're doing something right. And I guess it's because it's harder. Like the football players, it's not as built in as the baseball guys to go out and commit debauchery. And Plus the other thing is the football players haven't been traveling yet. And it's going to be very difficult even with the football schedule because you some of these teams are going to be traveling the same day. Uh, especially the teams geographically close to each other, like uh, on the
1: yeah. B- people try to say, yeah. "Oh, it's going to happen in the NFL." Oh, it's not going to happen in the NFL. They're going to travel the same days. Like they'll stay there one night, probably at the most, and that's it.
3: Yeah, yeah. I don't. I agree with you, Roberta. It's much more difficult. It's very difficult. You know, these guys on the road. It's not as you. You want to go out and get the nookie. You got to be a baseball player, a basketball player, a hockey player. But really, baseball has the best because they're in a city in a series. Yeah, two, two or three nights in a city. And they got sometimes they'll have a day game and you get all night to go out (laughs) and commit all kinds of uh, acts of debauchery and uh, and go around. But that that was good news. That's encouraging news. I know we're not supposed to be encouraged by any of this stuff. That many people want you to be very freaked out by everything.
1: Yeah, because when all the outbreaks happen in baseball, they're like, oh, this is going to happen to football. It's not going to happen to football. Yeah, yeah, Uh,
2: not on the road as much.
3: I hope not. I'm optimistic. I am optimistic. So. Doesn't matter anyway. Russia's got the vaccine, so we're good, right? Russia <laughs> announced they got the vaccine, so let's open it all up right now. Come on. Why not? The great Vladimir Putin, he's coming through. Absolutely about that. Mark the full name, guys. But he was on hold earlier. He's blown up my my Twitter there. He's become a blazer's apologist. He is warning everyone that he's planning on calling up, and he will be chiming in Uh-oh. tomorrow, he said. Yeah, he said, he'd be calling in tomorrow. So you have the word. And he'll be singing or playing the harmonica. So that'll be tremendous. Just Josh says half pint sounds like Jed who fleds mom. <laughs> All right, that's not. That's not nice. How dare you? How dare you? Bad job by you. Uh, well, let's go here. We have a follow up. We did mention her name. She's next up on my big board. Uh, let's go now to Kansas City. Last hour. We talked to her, her man, Beer Drinking Brian, but now the star of yesterday's show. So many people requesting an encore performance. And so we are here to provide you an encore performance. Let's welcome in. Did she ha- Wait a minute. Did she hang up? No, she's there. Half Pint. Hello, Half Pint. Hello, oh, man.
1: We got a problem down here, huh? Shit. No you, oh, no. No, 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 you can't say that. You can't
4: say that. We did, we did understand that word. Oh yeah, we understood that. <laughs> but
3: she sounds exactly the same. She, she must Dang be doing it. It. a, she must be doing a voice or something like that, right? I mean that we had no. her on, we had her on before. She didn't sound like that.
4: Yeah, that's R- true. R- no. R- Do you want to try it again? I don't know, Roberto. You make the call.
3: Are we. Uh, she's still talking. She's still going.
1: Oh boy.
4: She's so, these guys are so
3: snockered. They don't even know when they're – they don't realize they're on – you can't say that. They're just naturally – the profanity is just flowing. All right, how about this? One more quick check-in with Half Pint. Now I got to get – I got to go. But H- Half Pint.
1: Yeah. i Ryan going to tell you how we met. He met me on my John Deere wearing McGee bathing suit. Uh, He thought my John Deere was sexy.
3: He thought your John Deere was sexy. Half Pint, can you say this is Half Pint and I love the Ben Mather show?
1: Hey, this is half pint,
3: and I love the $10 show. Boom, that's a drop. See, we got a drop on. It. That's all I wanted. Thank you, Half Pint. I appreciate that. There you go. See that Roberta right there? We got a drop. That's all I need. Beautiful. So Thank Brian you.
1: met her on her John Deere tractor. She was wearing a bikini.
3: Oh. Okay. Boy, you you are good. What? Cool. Coop's going to work for the CIA. <laughs> He's going to be hired by the CIA to, in, when the uh, aliens land, he'll be able to uh, to, uh, to determine what the uh, people from outside the cosmos are saying, deep in the cosmos. Coop, do art. you
4: also speak jive?
3: This is the Ben Maller Show, the show where you can't understand any of the people that call up. Welcome to the show.
5: You know what they say abroad to, to get that booty down
3: smack them it's a small world after all it's a small small world all right here's the instant trivia right, here we go there are only six receivers that have had 150 receiving yards in three straight games since 1950. two of them did it in the same three weeks back in the nineteen eighties. Now one of those two is James Lofton, the Hall of Fame receiver from the mostly from the, the Packers, but also the Raiders. So who's the other? Again, there have been only six receivers in NFL history since 1950 to have three consecutive 150-yard receiving games. Two of them did it in the same three-week period in the nineteen eighties. One was James Lofton, the other was blank. That's the question. And we'll have mallard to the third degree, and I'll try to I'll try to shake off what has just happened here. We'll get to that. We'll do it next.
5: Aliyah, I love your questions, girl, but
0: sincerely, <laughs> yes indeed. Hit it, Ben. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge.
3: Choose from the full lineup of hand-cooked tires. Shipped fast and free to a recommended installer near you or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. It doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com to see their hand-cooked test results and tire ratings and consumer reviews and be sure to check out all the current special offers. Great tires and a great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash sports. TireRack.com. The way tire buying should be.
1: From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in
5: that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board.
1: This is Uncanny USA. Terms and conditions apply.
4: The Ben Maller Show is scientifically proven to make time fly by while working the third shift. We have a track record of almost twenty years of nocturnal service. Help support our daily battle against insomnia by following us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. We need your support. And now, live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios, it's Ben Maller.
3: Maller to the third degree, a regular staple of this show. With Ask Ben coming up next hour, but Maller to the third degree. Next on the agenda, here is the insta-trivia. There have only been six, six wideouts in NFL history that have had 150 receiving yards in three straight games since 1950. Two of them did it in the same three-week period way back in the 1980s. One was James Loft in the Hall of Famer from Green Bay and the right, The other... Was blank. That is the question. What is the answer? And as always, the brigadier generals, the Maller militia, come through uh, at rap speed, uh, warp speed. Uh, J uh, J Dot in Seattle or in Utah, rather, the big jazz guy is going with too tall Ed Jones. It's actually Ed Too Tall Jones, but you were close. Uh, Ed from Spokane is carpet bombing me with prime time now. With Barstool, I saw that. Uh, uh, who else do we have? Uh, Rob in Vegas is going with Steve uh, Shartz as his answer. Donald Duck from Christina in Spokane. Well, I bet Christina's jealous of Half Pint. There's like a little rivalry going on there uh, between them. Uh, who else do we have? Let's see. Dean Winchester uh, was guest. We, we've got Andre Eisen from Jay Scoop. Andre Reed from our buddy Terry in England. Miguel on Fire says Half Pints Speech Therapist is the answer, that that's the way to go. Milkman Mike is going with his favorite sex symbol, Lizzo, as his selection. Milkman Mike in Colorado. Bake McBride from William R. Do you have an answer, Eddie, please? Uh, yeah, I think it's Terrence Mathis. Is it Terrence Mathis? Uh, no. Remember the guy named Roy Green? I do. Yeah, Roy Green. He's playing for the St. Louis Cardinals at the time, but it's James Lofton and Roy Green in... October of 1984. I wasn't even alive, Eddie. All right, let's get to it. Here we go. Neil Lomax throwing bombs That's right.
2: To the third degree. This is when Big Ben gets grilled.
3: When I was a kid, the first year the St. Louis Cardinals moved to Arizona, we were on vacation in Flagstaff, Arizona, and they had training camp. And my, uh, my mom told me, I watched Neil Lomax throw passes in training camp. Well, all right, anyway, uh, Koobaloop, third degree, what do we have?
1: Every couple of years we hear Jeff Van Gundy's name come up for a uh, head coaching job, but it never happens. And now we're hearing that he's a finalist for the Nets job. Ben, do you think Van Gundy ever leaves the booth? Uh,
3: no, I, a couple of thoughts. Every time we hear Van Gundy is approaching a coaching job, I, sh- I shake my head. Right, Van Gundy is a brilliant BS artist on television. He's a rather garden variety coach. It's the same thing with Kenny Smith who wants to leave TNT to go to the front office. And B, I understand never being satisfied is a blessing. It's also a curse. Uh, other than name value, it's mystifying. Jeff Van Gundy has not
1: coached an NBA team in 13 years. What are you doing? Next. Uh, Jason Garrett hadn't addressed the media since uh, being ousted as the Cowboys' head coach. Uh, Now an offensive coordinator with the Giants, Garrett spoke with the media on Tuesday and said uh, the opportunity was too good to pass up. Do you think we're ever going to see Garrett leading a team again? Well, there's about a 10% chance. Number one, the only scenario I could see
3: is, is if the Giants go out and win the Super Bowl and Daniel Jones is the MVP, then Jerry Jones will fire Mike McCarthy and bring back Jason Garrett. He'll become the hot guy. Other than that, no, I mean, it's it's unrealistic. Jason Garrett will be an
1: assistant, but he's not going to be a head coach again other than, like, an interim head coach. Next! After Damian Lillard dropped 61 on the Mavs Tuesday night, uh, he could be seen mouthing, put some respect on my effing name. Uh, do you think Lillard doesn't get enough respect, Ben?
3: Nah, Lillard's the walking, talking embodiment of the chip-on-the-shoulder guy. A lot of these athletes are like that. They find sustenance in looking for critics and all that. But last I checked, wasn't Lillard just named the cover guy for NBA 2K21? That's a humongous endorsement from the basketball world. So he's in Portland. How much publicity do you get when you play in Portland? All right, how'd we do? Coop? Download. Ben, you failed this
1: edition. Why? What? You're talking what you during the music about something else. What? Good day, sir. I was talking about anything.
3: Oh, I see. I was talking about